0: and walk with the archetypes. Good morning. It's Ivan here, founder of Reclaiming the Throne and your host for this podcast. Wishing you a very warm welcome. So as I normally am, I'm out in the woods. It's early morning here on a misty day. And uh, the winter is still letting go very fast. I am uh, surprised to hear that there is running water around me. I mean, literally just over a week ago, we had mu- like seriously cold weather. And you've heard us walk on frozen lakes and Michelle and I have discovered the joys of walking on the frozen lakes. Very exciting to, very exotic to Michelle. who who has never done that before, but man, it sounds like it's raining, but it's just snow melting. I gave you some fire yesterday, maybe something melted for you as well. Uh, I was speaking to the uh, challenge that so many of us men have these days of being entangled by the... uh, mother archetype and how we don't see how we don't see what our mother did that actually was debilitating to us because on some level we have let her get away with it and blamed all of the ills of our lives on our, on our dad, on our dads and likely many of them come from our dads because well there's just a lot of unconscious dads, hopefully a lot of conscious dads as well and, of course, the same with mothers. Unconscious and conscious mothers. If you had conscious parents, boy, boy, are you lucky and blessed. So much, life, uh, so much easier for you this life. I've spoken uh, at, at some length about my own parents. Flawed, but dearly beloved by me and my sisters. And I'm grateful for the childhood that I had, even though I've struggled with many of the after effects of failures in parenting by them, but, but so will my kids when they come. But I want to speak to this topic of innocence and the childlike qualities that live deep inside of us and that are typically so nurtured by the mother. Because there is a beautiful, beautiful teaching in the work of Robert Moore and Douglas Gillette that the first of the archetypes that comes online in, in life is the divine child. So the divine child is the child version of the king archetype, of the sovereign archetype. And you can see in the, m- the myths and the religious origin stories of the world that this is very much paralleled in the symbolic imaginal realms. In the mythical realms, it's this idea that there is an innocent part of us manifested in these cases through, uh, through some kind of mi- miraculous birth of some promised child, some prophesized child, and uh, and the whole of the narrative centers around this idea that there's there's a new child born, there's a new king born, you'd say, in Christianity, for instance. So basically it means that this child is at the root of sovereignty. And it's become very clear to me in my work with men over the years, that you can't be a king unless you reclaim the innocence. Now, most of the time I wouldn't, I wouldn't personally even suggest that I'm manifesting the king archetype in, uh, in anywhere close to a perfect way. Because this is the work of a lifetime and it's ongoing. It's ongoing, but when you look at your childhood, maybe you have these moments where where you just reconnect with your childhood for a brief moment and everything just feels great. If you had a decent childhood, that might happen to you. For me, sometimes it's, it's it's a smell, maybe it's a sound, maybe it's the way the light hits my face and all of a sudden I'm transported to some sort of a golden age of childhood, where I didn't have worries. It's a beautiful place to go, and it's not necessarily even based on reality. This could be a very much hard-coded, encoded place in the psyche. The idea of desiring, yearning for some sort of state of perfection. I think it's built into us. It's the desired reunification with the ground of all being, with with God you could say so that you choose or that you become a unified field again rather than being this separate human being that is struggling. And And it's this divine child that is so deeply beloved by many of the mothers of the world. Hopefully all of them, but I don't know about that because, you know, we have many dysfunctional people in this world. Um, And... And... uh, When you have a mom that holds that innocence in a very precious and very loving way, the... um, foundational feeling of safeness with reality itself will be there. It will be present. This is the beauty of the role of a mother. A great mother will give us as both men and women a foundation in believing and trusting reality, believing and trusting in life. But the reason that I chose to address this dynamic yesterday where women mothers get away with it is that, well, there's a lot of... Most men that I worked with have deep, deep, deep traumas with their mothers. And as a culture, we don't actually talk about it. Because on some level, we are in this longing for the promised land, the un- reunification. And so, when you want to understand why there is a conflict between um, the masculine and the feminine, the, the great father and the great mother, archetypally, you can understand it as this, that the mother in a somewhat regressive way, out of resentment with the Father and the collective of humanity, is wanting to bring us all back into unification in a regressive way. And, and so so many of us aren't able to differentiate between the two, because unification sounds like a wonderful thing, to lose my sense of self and to go into some transpersonal golden realm. But if it actually comes at the cost of our individual itself, our ego, then basically we, uh, we are screwed. And so this is what happens to a lot of the men that I work with, is that there's been some kind of conflict between mommy and daddy. And uh, the son almost always sides with mummy because he is wanting this ongoing sense of safety at the bosom of mum and this is archetypal it's a yearning it's this divine child yet at the same time you see this divine child actually needs to grow because and even in the myths there are certain dangers and there's a quest there's a mentor there's all kinds of things that happen in order for this divine child to become the promise of humanity and when the actual physical mortal mother doesn't allow the boy to go on that journey because she's maybe neurotic, she's worried that he's going to hurt himself which is very common this helicopter parenting that is very feminine. It's all about safety. Um, Our our kids cannot be exposed to any kind of danger or rejection or whatever. So, you know, we, we just sort of hold them very close. Uh, you're not supposed to experience pain. You're not supposed to experience rejection and threats. And so that may sound like a protection. But in reality it isn't. And this is where we get a bit messed up as a culture. Because we don't see that holding fast and holding very close. Mm, and these these uh, children of ours, we, we can't. Sort of let them out of the safety of the bosom or of the home, then actually that home gradually turns into a monster that starts consuming us. And this is the challenge that so, men, so many men today experience, that on some level there is a force that lives in us that is based on a relationship with our mothers, which Essentially, is a gateway to the mother archetype that was originally nourishing, hopefully, and and still has nourishing elements to it. But there's also a an element in this relationship of oh, don't don't take risks, be safe, don't don't abandon mama, don't make mama feel fear, and that manifests as a kind of internal downwards pull that cannibalizes your sense of dignity and sense of self. Because that sense of dignity and sense of self actually comes from doing the very things that this internal force wants you to not do. There's a reason why there was initiation in the tribal cultures of the, Indi- uh, the indigenous cultures of the past. It's that they knew that a man that was going to be a functional member of the tribe had to be initiated out of the realm of mother where there was a deep entanglement with mother and some places this was really 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 harsh and in the aboriginal society for instance i spoke with an aboriginal elder once and once they've initiated their young there they never actually speak with their mothers again which sounds pretty insane by modern standards but literally a boy after he was initiated in the aboriginal culture that i was speaking speaking about with this elder he literally wouldn't speak to his mother ever again what does that mean well it's of course of course you understand what that means it means that there is a force in the mother's mother-son relationship that is regressive that is going to pull the boy back into infantility infantilism and prevent him from doing the good work he's here to do and that is why this conversation that I had with you th- yesterday, that probably triggered a couple of you. The conversation, uh, your mother got away with it. Is the conversation of that, where your mother wouldn't allow you to become an autonomous being? On some level, she whispered ears in, uh, or words into your ear, either metaphorically or literally, that you shouldn't take risks. You shouldn't abandon mama. Maybe you didn't have a mother like that, but then you had a very healthy mother. And that's a wonderful thing. A healthy mother is the most beautiful thing that a son can have or a daughter can have. But, But when mama was a little scared, a little neurotic, she would take solace in knowing that you were safe. And you being safe means you not taking risks. And I see today that there is a, as as marriages and relationships between men and women are falling apart, I see a very disconcerting trend of women, of mothers, of sons, using more and more their sons as emotional targets, So that the mothers are using their sons to get their emotional intimacy needs met because, because they're not, they don't have a functional adult intimacy or relationship with their husbands anymore, or partners. And so then you will see that, that women these days go to sperm banks to, to get, uh, to get as, as, uh, pregnant because they feel lonely. And imagine being the son of a mother that got you, that gave birth to you because she was lonely. Imagine the level of dysfunction that is potential in such a relationship. That literally you exist because your mama feels lonely. That literally, not metaphorically, you were born because your mother felt lonely and abandoned by adult men. This is going to be more and more common. And I don't think... Anyone can fully comprehend how dramatic that development is. And I have a lot of work to do. Because the boys that are going to come out of situations like that are going to be seriously, seriously betrayed. So, at the end of this podcast, just consider to what extent in your life you have conflated your desire to be loved by mama or the mother archetype and a sort of regressive, um, infantilizing, longing to merge back with the unified field of the womb. See, it's not the unified field of, of transcendence of God. This is the unified field of the womb, where you become a fetus once more. Look where that is happening in your life and then liberate the divine child inside of you. Play and innocence is so important. It's at the root of your sovereignty. But it's the play and the sovereignty that it doesn't exist to satisfy anyone, but play and play and innocence themselves. This is just pure expression of joy. And that is something you deserve to have. Not for anyone, not for your mama, not for your daddy, for you. Play and innocence is going to set you free. And I look, I look at tracks in the snow that do not look like dogs. They're certainly not people. This is a proper full on big animal. And because I don't know how to read tracks very well, I can't tell you what it is. But there's been a lot of animals here. Well, tomorrow I'll be back. And I'll share the story that I hinted at at the beginning of the week. About the huge things that are happening in my life right now. And how they are relevant for you as well. Because there is a time of shedding happening. Shedding of old identities. Old systems and structures. And in order for us to find the new life that is waiting for us. So I'm excited to share that, and I look forward to talking again with you tomorrow. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining me on today's Walking with the Archetypes. It's been a real pleasure to spend this time with you, and don't forget you're invited to come walk with me every weekday, Monday through Friday. To go deeper with this Masculine operating system, head over to MasculineOS.com for a comprehensive, free, guide.